Welcome to another segment of Life Through Kay's Eyes. Today's title for Season 1, Episode 4 is Me Just As I Am. Well, basically, I'm going to talk to you ladies about <laughs> just as I am. Uh, that's how I'm going to come to you today. Really um, raw and emotional. Uh, I probably may begin to ramble a, a sort. Uh, I had a whole title and I was ready to, you know, stimulate you guys' mind and do all these dynamic things. And, you know, God just said, uh, no, I told you to do something else. And um, I proceeded to still try to do what I was going to do. Um, and my plan A fell apart. And I had two backup plans. They fell apart. So um, what does that leave me with? Um, what the good Lord told me to do, which was go ahead and proceed forward with the title that he gave me, me just as I am, and to talk to you all so that you can have a clear understanding of where I'm coming from, why I know that this is my, my, um, my purpose and God's plan for me. Um, and then allow you to look right deep down inside of me. Um, my life endeavors, which the, when I begin to tell you that story, you can, you're going to really understand this story. Now, of course, because I am writing this book, I can't divulge too much because it won't be worth the read. You'll be, you will wind up hearing it, um, over a series of podcasts and begin to say, I don't need to purchase the book, which what good would that be? Um, we're in the business of blessing. And I, at that point, I will be needing your blessings. Now, I don't do uh, the podcast for any type of monetary uh, needs or whatever. Uh, I've come to find out that for whatever reason, I may have to do a subscription type thing because I want to reach the masses because that's the it, the, the dynamic and purpose for it. I don't want to do it for monetary needs because this is really basically about um, me me talking, us interviewing people, we um, being able to see things from other people's viewpoints and to know that you're not alone. You're not alone about dating. You're no, not alone about um, abstinence. You're not alone about child rearing. You're not alone about finances. You're not alone uh, about decorating. I don't know, but whatever it comes to my spirit, know that whenever we cover it, you won't be alone. Um, I think that uh, I was I was trying to get ahead of myself because I was trying to. Um, do topics that was going to was going to um, evoke li listening. Um, but today, the Lord said, "You're just going to go there naked and raw." So that means I had no idea what I was going to say today. I am speaking off the cuff. I so therefore, you may get a rambleization. You know, but like, where, where is she going with this? But. As with anything, I do come right back around to a full-fledged story. So anytime I go off the beaten path, just know that, hey, I'm going to make sense in the end. Trust me. All right. So um, first thing I want to talk about is why I had to change, just change the title of the show to me just as I am. Uh, and that <laughs> that basically comes down when you don't listen to God. 
you know, early in the week, like when I came up with what I was going to do, the very next day, the Lord said, no, when I woke up. But I, you know, all night long, matter of fact, I could not sleep because he was saying no. I could not anything. And I wind up on Tuesday with the migraine that I couldn't even lift my head from the pillow. And wound up staying home because I stayed up all night long and had nothing to give my job. Which I've been giving my job way too much. And that's a whole nother thing here. I... I realized that I can't hear from the Lord because I'm too busy hearing whatever it is that's going on with this job. So, Lord, I'm going to have to just, uh, I had to come to Jesus meeting with myself this morning where I realized that I am not authentically being myself at work. Work is is working me and I am not working it. And that is not a good way to live your life where you would be just working and, and, and I, I just give, I give a hundred percent. I'm a real full-fledged worker. I'm not um, there to collect the paycheck. I'm there to do what I asked the people for because they did not come and get me. I went over there and filled out an application and said, hey, I need some employment. So when I get there, I try to give 100% of whatever. But when when you work that way, other people say we, we handle that whenever, Um and and please, I'm not just talking about my coworkers, but it's just the it's just the cornucopia. This may be more important to that person than whatever I'm talking about at that moment. So I just want to make it sound like I don't want to make it sound like everyone around there is shiftless or whatever, because it's not really about them. It's about my focus, my abundance, my you know need to handle situations in the moment. So. Um, when, when, when you realize your job is taking over. So on that, on that Tuesday, I could not move and I just all day long, just laid there and I still tried to proceed. And my production manager, she was like, um, you want to go ahead and start putting up the promos? And I was like, no, no, no. We got plenty of time after we record. We don't need to do that and blah, blah, blah. Why? Because in the back of my head, the Holy Spirit was saying, that's not going up anyway. You're not going to do it. I'm not going to let it happen. Da, 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 da. And so <laughs> it's ironic that during the course of the week, I did see some type of, um, uh, I can't even recall. It was a post and it basically the post was saying something like um, your gifts will make way for you until they won't. Until God, until God won't let them. And um, and I was like, yeah, who would try to do whatever? Crazy. OK, because I'm talking about myself and the post is about me trying to do what I wanted to do because I thought that it would evoke conversation and that I would um, generate listeners. And um, I'm moving way too fast because the, the first two segments went so smooth. Why? Because I did just what God told me to do. He told me, call Kizzy Jackson. Call her because she is the person that you need to talk to about this. It was That was an audible moment. If anyone has ever had an audible moment with the Lord, just as clear as life. I had not spoken to Kizzy in the longest time between COVID and 
uh, church getting uh, dividing up and getting in so many different areas and uh, all of us, you know, me having my mental issues and she having her issues and we hadn't spoken. But our kindred spirits was just there. That was our first time being back together. And there was no prep in our conversation. There was no anything. We were just raw and straight off the cuff talking to each other. And that's the way we are every time we get together. Like, like boom. Secondly, the Lord said, and after you do that, talk to your sister. And those was the two names he gave me. And then it was basically like, we'll figure out the rest of this as we go along. And then here I go, because I am a visionary. I, I, that I know about myself. I can see things. I know things. I Boom. My discernment is high. It's high. That's, that's, my, that's my gift. That's my, you know, everyone has gifts. My discernment is high. And um, a lot of times I don't listen to it because I will, my flesh wants something else. But my discernment always tells me right away what to do. But my flesh will want something else. And so um, in doing that, I had to come full circle and realize that what I wanted to do could not go forward today. And that um, when you don't listen, <laughs> God will make sure it, it, you listen. Because why? He may A fall off and he may B and C fall off. And then where am I right here with this recording? It's just me, myself, and I. That's my song by um, Beyonce. And so, you know, I'm going to have that playing uh, here. I'm going to tag it on to this, y'all, because I just love that little song. And um, so it's just me, just as I am. You're going to get me raw today and, and ready to talk. Um, and even in the meanwhile, while I, so, so before I even came up with the title of the other show, cause I am going to do that show now, good Lord didn't say I couldn't do it. He just didn't want me to do it right behind the two shows that I just did. Then, you know what I'm saying? He said, I want you to make a series. And so the series now is just me, um, talking in lieu of the two conversations that I had last week, because this one really falls in line. Um, First, it's uh, like with the setup. Okay, Kizzy was the setup. Okay, she came in here and she stripped me and made me go right back to the moment and made me vulnerable enough to think back to the moment of when I started Diamonds in the Rough in 2006. I started that organization in Audible. The Lord spoke to me and I woke up during the wee hours of the morning, clicked the light on, got a notebook and started to write whatever I, what was in my head. And it was telling me what to do, what the organization going to do. I mean, it was just like a roadmap and I was just writing it down like some, some crazy person. And I did everything the Lord told me to do except for one thing. He told me to lead. He says, I want you to lead these women. Those was the words he used. Lead these women. But what did I do? Because I'm here and all my things. I don't want to lead. I want us to have this cornucopia of love with each other. I'm the founder. And you ladies, I, I, I just want us to all collaborate and put our things in the bucket. And we're going to make this happen. And it fell apart. Then he even used them as the weapon to bring me back into his his will when i said i don't want to be 
I don't want to lead y'all. I, I want somebody else to be the leader. I'm okay with being the founder, blah, blah, blah. I go to the bathroom, come back, and the Lord had already planted it, and I still did not follow. Okay? I said, now they done went against my will. You hear me, don't you? My flesh. Okay? Because they don't went against my will. I told them all I needed to be was the... Um, are y'all having that problem too? Because you know, hey, I'm having a, you know, let me get off. Let me go back to, anyway. Um, I, I just wanted, I just wanted us to be one in the same. Just, you know, hey, let's do this. We can do this and da, 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 da. Because they just went against my will altogether. They came out of the bathroom and they said, well, we decided that you should be the president for the, this year, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, ladies, I'm going to be the president. But see, that's another time when you don't do what God tell you to do. Because God had already told me to lead them. Okay. He had already told me to lead them. And that meant that he had given me people that would follow, but I was too busy trying to build this sisterhood where I where, where we're doing it together. You know, sisters are doing it for themselves. Ah, oh yeah. Okay, so you know that's what I had in in my notion. But that wasn't what God had in plan. So full circle. Now we're here. Okay. COVID has done something brand new and the good Lord said, I'm going to give you another Avenue, another window, another whatever. And I started making these little videos in order to loosen up and make myself pliable again, because why that situation with the diamonds that broke me, that broke me, hurt me, you know, in, in ways I cannot even begin to say, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. I don't want to move too fast in the notion of this, but right here all week, you know what I'm saying? All month before the time when the good Lord had told me the two people to ask, he had started setting me up and he started setting me up by in the morning. He, when I would wake up, he was putting words, putting um, um, statements in my head, you know, because my problem is I'm always saying to myself, Lord, who am I to say this? And he'll be like, post this. And then when I when I see the post, you know, because for a minute, you know, it used to bother me. I see the post and then um, I'll be like, shoot, ain't nobody like it. And then a friend of mine said to me one time, she was like, child, they see it. They can't say they like it because it's a representation of what they not doing. I said, mm, I ain't even think about it that way, but hey, that's what it is. So the Lord had set me up for a month, you know what I'm saying, with these phrases. First it was, it takes courage to change. This is stuff that I was waking up, you know, posting. Then it was, I'm unapologetically me. And I don't know, they're not necessarily in these order, in this order or whatever, but I know that they're things that I, I posted. And, you know, when I had my come to Jesus meeting, that's when I realized that, oh, hey, that, I, oh, oh, that's what you was trying to say to me back there, that I couldn't do this. All right. And so then I wrote indelible mark. Now, indelible mark, that's that's something I've been saying 
forever. That's my wish. That's my desire that when I leave this earth, I make a mark that strikes the spirit, the souls of man. That, you know, that, that is my, you know, somebody can click back somewhere and see something I said, I did, I did a video of now this podcast, um, that will strike something up in them and let them know that, uh, the son, that that I was here, that that I had something to say, and that I was viable, and it's not so much just for just man, but it's my legacy. This is part of my legacy for my grandchildren and my great grandchildren that they'll be able to go back and listen to these recordings and hear me and know that I love them even if I I never get to see them or anything that there is love. You know what I'm saying? Generational love that I'm just pouring down into them so that they can have for the future. And then um, the last one I wrote was, uh, I have liberated myself enough to be authentic. And then, you know, that one was, that, that one right there was the best for me to have liberated myself. And the reason why I say that is because people see me one way. And I'm something totally different. And most of the people I know, if I am not what they see me to be, then uh, they see it as betrayal. If I'm not what they see me to be, they see it as betrayal. And that that's disheartening. That's disheartening. You know, that I know, I know this about the people that are in my life. Um, so, you know, God had just been setting me up, setting me up, setting me up, setting me up, setting me up. Everything went ever so smooth. So when I did try to do this other episode, I'm very tickled by the fact that he just went ahead and, and dissipated that and said that you have to go back in speak speaking into the this sisterhood that we talked about back in 2006 young lady so i i spoke to about mothering while being black while being single because mothering mothering as a black woman is something totally different First of all, people have great expectations that your kids are going to be uh, on the street corner, a statistic. One of them, they're going to be pregnant. Um, nobody's going to go to college. Nobody's going to be anything. You know, that is the expectation when you see a young mom and she has got one on her hand and one on her hip. That is the expectation of what people um, will, will, will think. So that's why kids was so important because contrary to popular belief, no matter what, our kids are not statistics. They may not be doing everything we did. we we deem that they should be doing because you know it is basically our job to raise them and to listen to whatever um, falls into our spirit to say and do and put food on the table and clothes on their back. But that's the end of it. After that, after we get them to that place, it is then then their responsibility in God's to move them forth through life. And um, as I tell everyone, at that point, once you become 18, I am officially a consultant and my office hours are from nine to five. 
all right so then was my sister we talked about you know what i'm saying the difference between being sisters and having a sisterhood with other women outside of ourselves and what that actually means now for me I accept everyone for who they are and where they are and not what I anticipate them to be. I I believe that, you know, um, my sister stated she doesn't believe that um, friendship is learned. And I think just uh, the opposite. I think that um, when kids are smaller, you cultivate them to um, to know how to treat people. And that, you know what I'm saying? And, and so you have to, you have to, you know, if someone confides in you, uh, you, you don't, you don't break their confidence by telling other people. That's something you, I think you tell your kids because they don't know that dynamic in the beginning. And so if you don't tell them, it could be later on, so far down the line in their life. That they missed the opportunity to understand what real friendship means. Um, because you can be friends with somebody and not know that uh, everything they say to you should not be repeated to other people. I know I have a series of friends, have, like I said, have told all of my business. And the only reason why I know is because someone else who respect me either told me or unbeknownst to them, I heard it for myself. Um, so when you think about these things, to me, yes, that is learned behavior. Can you make it so that they, uh, take it throughout the rest of their life? No, but you can instill the notion of it in the beginning when you're first learning about how to be friends. My notion was always to say, Hey, don't tell me their business. And you know what I'm saying? To, you know, it's size for, you know, if they if they're being molested or they talking about killing themselves. Those are the only times you need to divulge whatever you all are talking about. Um, unless someone's being abused. That's that's the only time you you break their confidence. But then, you know, like I said, all of these things to cultivate outside females into inside females, that's when, you know, I, I like I said, I had the very bad habit of thinking I was not enough to um to move forward, to 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 lead, you know, when God had already given me a whole series and and and, and made it so clear and audible. It was you know, and I like I said, I woke up during the middle of the night and I began to write and put these things down, you know, make a plan and I wrote it out and I made it plain and it was right there. It was no skipping anything, but what I did wrong was I did not lead. And, and for that, um, I, I, I learned a valuable lesson, you know, and through the diamonds, all of those ladies, I love them to pieces. It is nothing that I would not do for any one of them that would call me at this very moment. Um, good, bad, or indifferent, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's a sisterhood. Uh, diamonds in the rough, like I said, 
I, once I got those few ladies along, I called the IRS, I got, those, got the paperwork, did all of that kind of good stuff, and I was ready to proceed forward, but I just didn't use what it took to, um, to lead. I did not use that because I was trying to get something else. And and then the reason why I, now I'm getting to a little rambling stage because I, I, you know, I'm getting emotional, I'm emotional by that. But when I got to the point of setting up, uh, having a sisterhood with the diamonds, that's because I had felt um, unexplainable love by for several years of going to a conference called AWAT. And it was African-American women on tour. And the lady who started that was Miss Maria Dowd. And she had a vision. She had a vision. And baby, I can't even begin to tell you what it feels like to walk in a building and see the most beautiful sea of black women you can ever imagine. It was, it was, it's, it's beyond explainable. And when I say it was a sea of caramel, chocolate, mocha, you know what I'm saying? If you like it, light. That's why I said, black man, you can get anything you want, brother. I'm telling you, from the lightest light to the darkest dark, you, it's, the, the sea is vast. The sea is vast. And these were women from all over the United States. I have cultivated friendships through AWOT, I don't even have to talk to these women. All I do is send emails. Or I just make, you know, time progress. Send a little text. Hey, boo, you crossed my mind. How are you over there? I'm great. The family's great. But it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful feeling. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, right this very minute, I am getting chills just thinking about the way it felt. So that's what I was trying to get. And I felt like, oh, they're here. Everyone kind of knows each other. Everyone's sisters. Da, da, da. We could do this. And, you know, I even named the organization after one of the women that I had met there who, who I proceeded to have the most wonderful conversation with. And she brought me into a light that of seeing myself. Seeing myself, she was like, I can't see why you can't see what I see in you. And her name was Jewel Diamond Taylor. Miss Taylor probably don't even remember how she spoke into my life that day. And um, I bought the, I bought her book. She signed the book. And, and we had a wonderful conversation. I stood around until I was almost like one of the last people because I just really wanted to talk to her. So, and then it was Susan Taylor and, and these are women I, I literally got to speak to and stuff because they were at AY. They, it wasn't any, and then I, I was um, friends with uh, Miss Jackie um, Stanton and she was opening doors for me because when I would be with her, she was, she knew Miss Maria and, you know, so it was just a beautiful thing. And I thought that I could recreate that in a smaller version. So I named it Diamonds in the Rough after Miss Taylor because she saw something in me. And that's where I got the name from. And Iyala Van Zandt, before Iyala Van Zandt was this Iyala everyone sees now, she was giving it to us raw 
and straightforward and lovingly and it, it, it she was she was so much so much deeper than she is now now, now she is she is cultivated in a, onto another level because of her life endeavors but back then man it was just it was just beautiful okay and uh, to have a big sister talk talking to you like that so th that's kind of like where i got uh you know the name and my notion to do it and and um god will answer your prayers and tell you when to do it and he did and that was it and like I said, you know, with, with anything that was growth for me, the hurt that came along with how the whole thing dissipated, don't even need to talk about that. It was hurt inside that dissipation. Um, but I, I grew from it. I think anytime, be it man or woman, you have heartbreak, that's a good thing. Heartbreak is something that um, allows you to move forward in life. It, it, it gives you it gives you some a marker to work on. If you are going through life and everything is just coming towards you and coming towards you, and you never have a moment where there's something that uh, you you fall off the rails a little bit and something happens, but if everything happens easy. Whenever that happens and you fall off the rails, you want to say, God, why me? Why not you? Why not you? You know, you, you those are the things that keep us pushing. Give us something to move to the next level with. So, you know, after all of that, I was like, Lord, this is not meant for me. And again, after I was so hurt and everything, the Lord said to me, Holy Spirit came along and just comfort me. Maybe I should say it that way and said, yes, it is. But you you've passed your time now. It is for you, but you've passed your time now. Go sit and I'll tell you when to do it again. And so I was hurt. I was hurt. And baby, I wasn't letting no other women in. I wasn't letting another woman in. Um... I was just done. I was like, the women that I already know, I'll stay friends with those ones. I have some lifelong friends that I don't need to speak to every day. They just right there. They love me and I love them. And um, that was it. And during the, the, during the midst of that, the Lord just seeped one little person in and let that person uh, tell me, I love you. You're my friend. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I'm so grateful for you. And then that person was there. And then I said, well, you know, okay. I, I, I love her too. You know what I'm saying? She my boo. All right. And I let that little person sit there. But when I, that was before I came back home. Once I came back home, I shut back off. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to let this happen. I'm going to talk to one or two people, maybe try to reconnect with somebody that I know. But God used that reconnection also i tried to reconnect with some people he used that reconnection tore that thing right down over something as simple as time okay being late time that's that's what he um he broke that 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 connection down i said lord okay time all right uh one thing you don't mess with is these children that, that I birthed, that I pushed through this body. You know, I've made plenty of mistakes in mothering. 
plenty of mistakes in mothering, plenty of mistakes in the transaction to mothering, okay? But baby, the ones that I'm raising and that I, I am putting myself into, I don't need anybody to touch one of mine's, okay? And so that dissipated that relationship. You get to telling me A, B, and C without looking at the full picture. No, that ain't how we roll over here, okay? These me and mine's over here. And um, God has blessed me with four of the greatest kids that I could ever ask for. And if I had the opportunity to have four more, I say this all the time, I would stand in line and beg the good Lord to give me those four again so that I could try to be better than I was this time. So I got back here and, um, and here is Virginia as I was in Louisiana and they started a uh, they started a group TTT, and we would meet there on Tuesdays and talk about whatever it is that was going on with us. Uh, mainly, people were talking about their marriages and their boyfriends and their whatever the topics were. You know, and a few times we talked about, you know, the connection between women. And a couple of times I, I spoke, but while I was speaking, my heart was so heavy. And like I told kids, like I said in the other segment, you know, Kizzy was the person that God kept saying, go ahead, talk to her. Go ahead now. Go ahead. Go, go, go ahead now. Like, no, no. Um, but... I did it and was so grateful for it because it, it loosened me up. I said, okay, so now maybe, you know, I can, um, I can loosen up some more, you know, because I'd already met one of the ladies that, that is my bestie, you know, and I had already met her, but my, my relationship with her had everything to do with me, uh, having a vision for myself. And when you have a vision for yourself, you have to put somebody in front of you as as a marker. And she was my marker, you know, um, in the same situation, but not in the same situation because she was ahead of me. And someone that was right next to me, all we was gonna do was be right here together. So I had to get me somebody that was in front of me so I could see where I was trying to get over there too. And um, I didn't need much help, you know. I just needed a little, 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 little nudge in that direction. Cause, like I said, my heart was broken for so many relationships, for so many reasons. My relationship with women, my relationship with men, my my, my relationship with with the world. I was just, you know, um, dealing with uh, my relationship with my family. I was just dealing with too many. Um, too many, too many variables to, to be able to see. So I had to put a marker in front of myself. And so I did. And, um, thank God for TTT. That's where I got healed. That's where I got healed in that short span. Um, that's when the, you know, that's when the Holy Spirit was just like, it's okay. 
it's okay to 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 be friend and love on women again and then he put another woman in my life and she was my sounding board and whatever i said no matter how crazy she never judged me and i would just be oh, sometimes i would just say stuff just to see what she was gonna say you know and um she would just say, okay, you crazy and start laughing or whatever. And, um, and we would have the best in-depth conversations. And I knew she was absolutely listening, you know, not listening with the pretense of getting ready to tell me what she thought, but she was absolutely listening. And that's when I found my healing. And like I said, that that was a blessing for me. Uh and because and because of and because of those relationships, I can be at this place right now where it allows me to tell you why. So now you see why I say, you know, I always had a covenant relationship with women and why um now I can I can move forward because now none of that is holding a valid space for me. That's that's the reason why even talking about it um, to me gives it too much energy. Um, talking about the fact that the vision did not go forth, and that I thought that I would never have the opportunity to do it again. Um, There's always a place for your purpose. Um, sometimes, sometimes people can't can't see, um, can't can't see can't see you as um, as no one will no not sometimes no one will ever see you the way the Lord sees you. You know what I'm saying? No one will ever see you that way. And if you're looking for other people to see you that way, you you are in for a world of heartache. So you have to cultivate your relationship with the Lord so you can start seeing yourself as he sees you. And I'm saying that to myself because that is the reason why uh, me, me talking about uh, this right now, uh, was a struggle. And the reason why God had to dissipate all the other things that I thought I was going to be doing towards this particular segment so that I can come here and, and be raw and gritty and talk to you and let you know that the podcast is about you and me and she and her you know, um, because why? Life endeavors. So whatever it is we're going to find out here, we're going to find it out together. Child rearing, decorating, house cleaning, whatever it is, whatever it just falls into my spirit to talk about. Um, and I got a whole series of different um, situations. And they are my personal situations that I worked my way out of. 
um, work my way out of. And very angry at myself at um, my 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 previous endeavor. You know, I'm I'm grateful for um, where I am now mentally about love and my life and the sisterhood. Cause women, we get ready to <laughs> we get ready to reclaim mother motherhood, womanhood. Um, there are people out here talking about women, uh, women as unaccountable uh and that's a whole new seg that's a whole segment in itself and i think that we can't allow them to say that we're unaccountable for for uh, um ourselves as women as though we are the ones who are uh not holding it down and now there may be some sisters out here not holding it down but the rest of us, we got to speak up and stand up and say, you know what I'm saying? I pay the cost to be the boss. I am the boss lady. Okay? Now, I tell anybody that I'm the boss over here. If you step across that threshold and you get the bump in your gums like you don't know, baby, I open this door right back up for you. And you can be standing on the opposite side of this doorknob because I paid this month and last month rent and the months before that too. I make all of this happen around here and I do it by myself. I do not need someone else for that purpose. You know what I'm saying? I do not need a man. I want a man. And there is a big difference. And every man, if he had anything in him, should want a woman to say, I want you. I don't need you. Since everybody worried about who's bringing what to the table now these days, that's a whole nother topic in itself. Because where it came down to the fact where uh, a man, that's why thats why so many gender bias roles are going on out here where women don't know their dynamic to to oh lord i'm going all off the beaten path but let me just say that's a whole nother topic and we're gonna head down that road um pretty soon but we're gonna do it as a sisterhood we're gonna do it as a sisterhood and so you know i'm saying all these things because this is my um this is what my purpose is me just as i am was the title of this show and the purpose was to get you in the mindset of real sisterhood, real acknowledgement. We're going to talk to the brothers. We're going to have the brothers put their input in. Because women, we can't do anything without a man. And men, we can't. you can't do nothing without a woman. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, what the battle is, I don't understand. But who... I don't want to be on this earth without no men. Okay? I don't, and matter of fact, I am tired of being a man. I would rather slide back over here to my gender bias role of, oh, what would you like to eat? All righty then. Can you take this trash out, please? Thank you. I want to go back to that place. Okay? Because I'm tired of being a man. I got to take the trash out. I got to cut the grass. I got to wash the car. I got to clean the house. I got to rake the leaves. I got to spray down the house, uh, uh, pressure wash the house. <clears throat> See, 
that I won't meant for all of that. We we supposed to split this up. I'm doing all this in the house. You doing all of that out there. Split that up. I meet you. I meet you at the table at the end of the day. You know, so when I want to talk about what's what's being brought to the table, I meet you at the table at the end of the day, and we can have a good meal and and enjoy each other's uh, company. So, the plan, the purpose, the everything is to get back to a place of real family camaraderie. And I'm giving you all of this. That's why this podcast is called Life Through K's Eyes. Now, you may not agree with anything that I'm saying. That's fine and dandy. I like... um, I like controversy. I'm okay with it. You know, I don't need people to agree with me in order for me to be in line with you. You can say that it's uh, um, lime green and I can say that it's chartreuse and we can be okay. You see what I'm saying? Because your eyeballs saw lime green. My eyeballs saw chartreuse. Hey, we good. We good. That's all that matters. And so you don't have to be in line with me in order for something to uh, to proceed forward. You know, some people you got to think like they think, or or something something's wrong with you or whatever. Now we got a few people out here; their thoughts are just too far to the right or too far to the left. You know, and you know I keep my conversation with those people light. And breezy, because I don't have enough time in my repertoire to be going into it with them in their one-sided uh, uh, views. Because that's what what when they too far to the left or the right, those views become one-sided. The side of right, <laughs> the side of the left. You know what I'm saying? I'm in here in the middle where I deem that you have your your thoughts and views, and I have mine's. So as we close this evening, I just want to say it is okay to be hurt. It is okay to love. It is okay to live your truth. This COVID thing, baby, has brought on a brand new perspective about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. It has allowed me to, to have courage like I've never had it before, is allowed me to face some things head on. It has allowed me to rekindle old love. Um, it's allowed me to say, you either like it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? It's me unapologetically. Um, it's allowed me to make this podcast and to to do it from the love of my heart and not anything else and and if if the lord decides to bless me in such a way where i could could go even further with it that's one thing but it is not the desire of my heart to to have that this is meant for whoever it's meant for and anyone else you get it you don't get it you listen you don't listen i'm cool um and I've liberated myself to be authentic, um, authentically me, because of my life endeavors. You know, I am holding on 
to other people's um, secrets. And now they've become my secrets. And really, I'm tired. Uh, so I, 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 I am building myself up to be courageous enough to have you all see me in, in a full light one of these days real soon and be able to, to tell my truth fully so that I could be able to really help the people that I need to help. Um, and hopefully uh, I can get myself together soon enough so that you all can really get to know life through Kay's eyes and how I see things and why I see them that way. And with that being said, I, I don't want to ramble on at the end here. I just want to let you know that this podcast is for everyone. It's going to be uh, about getting back to us, getting back to the family, <clears throat> building a real legacy. I never in a million years thought that I would be this age and unmarried. So, because I always had the notion that I was going to build a legacy. I was going to build a foundation. I was going to um, have that real totality of the black family. And when you saw me, that's what you would see. I love the black family. I love when I see it in its entirety and it's, and it's glowing. But anyway, I digress. I just want to say to you all, I thank you for listening to another segment of Life Through Kay's Eyes, where I am me, just as I am, rambling on, giving you my um, my vision for life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. Until we talk again, you make it a great one. Mwah.